0: Faster than expected. expected. Abrupt climate change and the consequences for us and other living beings on our earth. No one should be alone in the greatest challenge of our time. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. Here's your host, Wolfgang Wärminghausen. Hi, everybody. My interview partner in this episode, Jan Wiley, has published an extraordinary video titled Mindbreaking. The basis have been online articles collected in the Database of Environmental Change. This is the work of Jan in the Database and Computer Specialist Simon Eaton. Now in collaboration with Jennifer Heinz, Jan has produced a thrilling video about the environmental influences on mind and brain. Now I am talking with Jan about the background of this work. Here we come to a limit of an audio podcast, while we are talking about an online database tool and video. Maybe you like to look at the database and the video first and then please come back to the podcast episode. You'll find links in the show notes at fasterthanexpected.1 slash FTE39 fasterthanexpected.1 slash FTE39 Or you'll get your inspiration here first and then go to the database and video. Anyway, enjoy listening to this podcast episode. Welcome to the thirty-ninth episode of the Faster Than Expected podcast. Today I talk with Jan Wiley about the mind-breaking video he and Jennifer Hines has uh, had um, published yet. I think if you had uh, Listen to some of my podcasts, you have listened to uh, Jan Wiley, the last time we we talked uh, in the FTE 36th episode about what to do in the face of environmental disaster. And in the 25th episode of Faster Than Expected, we had uh, talked about the database of environmental change. So I don't don't think I have to introduce Jan very much. And I'm going to begin with one question. Big question. What is truth in in your face? And the background of this question is uh, the newspapers and online media in face. The, the the extremes and does a collection of online articles condense this these extremes? What we are talking about today? Uh, what is truth in as a journalist, Jan?
1: Well, I'm I, I speak as not a journalist but as a content analyst mm. and. Uh, We're not really, I would not say that our goal is to search for the truth. That is for the reader to determine Uh, what our job is, is to present what is being said in the media and to watch for the changes in what is being said in the media. Uh, The truth from our perspective, is being accurate about what is being said in the media. Um, And uh, so, you know, it's not up to me to decide whether a scientist has done good research Mm -hmm. or not done good research. What we're trying to do is to give people a perspective on what the media is saying. And from there... They can infer what they believe. Um, you know, the question of truth is—it's uh, a pretty deep one, and I'm pretty skeptical about the question in a sense because I don't think that there is one truth. I think that there probably are multiple truths. Or well, I—you I, know—we could go a long way here, and I know you don't <laughs> want to spend a lot of time. But I even question. The idea that there can be one single correct truth, and uh, and so the way the way a content analyst operates is we're looking for what people are thinking about and what they are saying and the changes. Now that that does relate to some kind of environment out there of something happening, but our focus is on what is being said. Now, you make the point about, you know, yes, journalists um, do uh, tend to, we might say, exaggerate or uh, emphasize extremes, but from our perspective, it doesn't really matter because, you know, three years ago, for example, it was considered to be very extreme to even think that extinction of humanity was a possibility very very few people were talking about that
0: mm-hmm.
1: now it has become part of the public discourse with extinction rebellion and you know the the uh, many many different facts that are being reported in the media. Mm-hmm. And so there has been a change in the emphasis of what is being said. Now, for that, that that is what we monitor. And so I can say that uh, now the issue of extinction, for example, um, has become... Very much higher in the public consciousness, and so what we're really trying to talk about is the public consciousness. So, um, I don't think it—I don't know what you mean exactly by condensed extremes, but uh, Mm -hmm. see, we're looking, we're 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 monitoring changes Mm -hmm. in perspectives from different points of view. And so, you know, using the, again, the example of extinction, um, you know, that change has happened over the past five, four, five years. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas five years ago there was Guy McPherson, now there's a lot of people, a lot of people thinking about this. And so that's what we're trying to do is, um, you know, monitor how thinking is changing,
0: Mm-hmm. And um, and thank you for this overview of the, the mindset or the the way you are using the information you you collect in the database of an There is
1: there is one other aspect that I'd like to mm-hmm. bring out here is that one of the things that is important about the way we work and uh, is that one needs to be aware also of who, not only what is being said, mm-hmm. but who is saying it. And, you know, that is part of the analysis. And governments and um, say one kind of thing, and journalists might say another kind of thing, and scientists might say another kind of thing. And, you know, there's you've got deniers and the whole spectrum of points of view. And so... You need to take that into consideration in the analysis. It's very important so uh, that, that's just an aspect that you know who is it's a basic journalistic thing is that I learned this way, way back and you know when I started this as mm-hmm. a, as, a, as a well we, we, we called ourselves newspaper men then it wasn't journalists I'm way back mm-hmm. on that that idea. You know, it's about the accuracy of reporting. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's that's what I'm very concerned of. Get the point of view right and actually get what they're saying right. And um, then we've done our job.
0: And so this is an answer to, to the question of the condensed or concentrated extremes it's not the way you're working you're trying to give a wide uh, wide perspective
1: yes wide and, also, perspective. and also you know to bring us into you know how the uh, mind-breaking thing is that um, extinction has been on the the map if you like now for you know four or five years mm. The mental implications of climate change you know this is again the way the database works so getting into the database of environmental change um, is that as a category um, it's only been in existence for about two years there's very little there at the moment because it's so new Mm. and yet it turns up and so you know, there's one of the one of the things that we can do is we can monitor how issues develop, such as I was saying, the extinction issue. But you can also find out what's emerging, and the, the way you find out what's emerging is you get a lot of you you, you get articles and sources, and they don't fit in the schema, uh, which is you know the. I could talk about it much more, schema of categories that we have. Mm-hmm. So um, something doesn't fit. That means it's new. Mm-hmm. And this, this mind-breaking thing is relatively new. And the reason that Jennifer and I started with that topic was mm-hmm. basically what I wanted to do um, was, oh, let's do one of the most dramatic topics we thought, I thought, is something like records or tipping points or one of those things that, you know, really hit you. Mm. They're big. And, you know, they've been going since the beginning of the database. And so they all have, you know, some have thousands of articles in it. So Jennifer, being a pretty wise lady, said, you know, don't start with, you know, the biggest things, Start with something relatively small and simple mm-hmm. you know, that, that is also important, obviously. And so one of the most, as I said, recent categories is this mind category that we have. And so there wasn't very much in there, from what I mean by not very I
0: think, much. I, th- I think we, we should tell... A little bit about the, the database because we are now we have a audio podcast and I don't know if uh, the, the listeners who didn't see the database have get a, an idea what we are talking about. Okay. Um, but but we should do it very short here. It's much better to to look in the database. After sure. listening to uh, to our interview, and well, at, at we're the moment to bring a little background about that.
1: Okay, at the moment, um, the 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 database has about seventy thousand seventy thousand entries, and the way they get in there is that every day I spend about two hours every day mm-hmm. um, looking at Facebook sources, looking at. Daily press, looking at specialist magazines, looking at scientific reports, and uh, I then I have this what we call a schema, also known as a the, on the on the database. It's called the context bar,
0: hmm.
1: and um, it's 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 got two hundred and seventy seven categories, but you know they are accessible. Um, in a hierarchy so that, for example, you've got at the top um, drivers of environmental change and then impacts of environmental change. And the drivers then open up into subcategories, if you like. You've got emissions that are drivers, changes in ecosystems, Humans or drivers. Um, Uh, Which
0: categories did you use for your research of uh, environmental um, influences on the mind? Okay,
1: so okay, we'll we'll buzz down that that
0: impact and life. Yes,
1: impacts. That's that's under impacts, and then you know we have you know impacts on air, on uh, water, uh, but. Life is uh, one of the things, obviously, that's impacted. Um, And, you know, the most saddest of all, uh, which I haven't analyzed yet, is the 5,834 entries about the impacts on non-human beings.
0: Mm.
1: But on human beings, um, you know, you basically, we've got, impacts, one impact is on what we're doing about it. And so that comes under a heading called remediation and mitigation. But other impacts are health and mortality, um, destitution, economic impacts, migration and displacement, hunger, thirst is actually growing very fast at the Mm -hmm. moment. That's another aspect of how we operate. If something is growing, if a category is growing fast or slowly, you know, that's an indicator. That's an Mm -hmm. indicator that something is going on. And so this one is, uh, you know, I looked at it. So, okay, health and mortality, and we've got contributing factors like climate, like toxins, like a whole list of various Mm -hmm. things, and then resulting outcomes, And, you know, there's many, you know, health resulting outcomes, including respiratory, cardiovascular. But there was a category that I called Mm brain-mind. And then, you know, everything that relates to brain-mind.
0: That's right. uh, 300,
1: yeah. And so,
0: because
1: that's a rather small category Mm -hmm. compared with the, um, you know, other ones like records and under tipping points and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. the 319 articles, was an, it was enough to come out with stuff that um, even though I put it there, I didn't know. And so that brain-mind, I did a, an analysis of those 319 articles mm-hmm. and what came out. You see, this is, this is part of the, uh, in, a, in a way, the subtlety, I, I would call it, what we do is that I, although I'd been putting it there for years, until you actually look back, you know, I forget what's there. And I was very surprised to find, you know, the various how it broke down. I had no The other thing, that the way we do research or try and do research is, as much as possible, not to have any preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. It's the data that speaks, not me, not my views. And so I was really quite surprised to find that there was so much in there that I hadn't really comprehended. Um, And so the analysis... You know, broke down into the categories of um, the first major one is the 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 one that the video that we we did is the physical factors. I didn't know that it broke down into physical factors and mental factors, but it does very nicely. And so, the physical factors of the influences. One of them, and it just, I didn't know this, Mm -hmm. that one of them that came right up on the physical factors was that it is affecting people's IQ and intelligence. Mm -hmm. And there were quite a number of articles about that. I mean, I might have seen that, but I hadn't really sort of concentrated on it to make it into a real bit of thinking that, my God, yes, it is in so many different ways. Um, and that's what the video is about. And so, you know, you do have this IQ problems from many perspectives that are, you know, dealt with in the video. The other thing, you know, there's been a lot of...
0: I think we can cannot uh, go in detail here and tell... One, one, more.
1: One thing I would say is that you've got on is that, um, you know, in there, I would not, I would not have put autism in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, autism to me is, um, you know, we won't get into all the complexities of autism, but it is a hugely complex thing. Um, And, you know, I had never ever thought about it being something to do with the environment. in, but there was this research by Monsanto, mm. of, by, not by Monsanto, my God, <laughs> by, by a, a professor at Harvard about Monsanto um, that suggests that glyphosate and autism have a very strong correlation and she comes up with an amazing you know mm. prediction. Uh mm. that something like fifty percent of children by two thousand and twenty five will begin to twenty five. You know, yeah, yes. that's what it says. That's what she says. Not me. Yeah. yeah two thousand and twenty five. Now is that believable? Um well the the all my only input is it's legitimate research, and, um, you know, there's no particular bias there, so it needed to be in there. Uh, so that's why autism got in there. Um, and this, it's, it's full of the, the, the point that I want to make is that it's, even though it was a small category, mm-hmm. and that I think I should have known better, when I was writing it, it came up with surprises for me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's full of. It was if it's full of surprises for me, and you know, I actually put it there in the first place. Then I can only imagine what it's like for you know people that really haven't thought about it anymore. It must be quite well. I suppose the word is mind-breaking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I, I think this title is really uh, is right. Um, if if I I've listened to. And viewed this, and it's overwhelming. Uh, you, I overwhelming. think you've you um, done your research for, for weeks now, and you you got from one point to the other. And now we have have a video of I think twenty five minutes, and with all this uh, really. Dark, dark content and uh, hard to um, digest. And one of the extreme hard to digest uh, information has been uh, about the the brain eating amoeba. I <laughs> yeah. I don't don't really uh, like to think about that. <laughs>
1: No, um, and uh, I mean one one of the things about this section is, and you know, the physical aspects is that it's it's actually compared with the rest of the database, and you know, mm. the faster than expected everything collapsing. This is actually you know something that is happening relatively slowly. I mean, yeah, 2025 is pretty quick, I must confess. Mm. Uh, But it is insidious in that way. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, it's not immediate and you can't see it right away. I mean, one of the things is, you know, we also have all kinds of influences that point towards more indeed, an e- epidemic of dementia. I mean, we've already got the beginning of an epidemic of dementia, but, I mean, it points to so many other contributing factors. And, and the point that, you know, that you make about this being very hard to absorb um, is that before Jennifer came along, um, you know, much, much gratitude to her, I mean, I'd always, you know, the product of content analysis is dry. It is pretty boring and hard to read. And, uh, you know, that's been a great, great problem because, mm. you know, you come up with these very what you find, you know, surprising findings and, you know, people don't bother to read it. Now, uh, I think that what, you know, you, you had a brilliant what you said um, in, you know, your comment about it is that, you know, we've been able to, out of something that is as dry as a database output,
0: mm-hmm. to
1: be able to create something that is not only the content is hard to take, but the content by itself would be, you know, pretty boring. But with the the music and the video that um, Jennifer has done, I mean, I she chose the music, I I mixed it, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it makes it into an almost. Um, I don't know if I don't know. If we we might have to find a new word. It's it's certainly, and maybe you can give us the word. It's it's not pleasurable. Um,
0: it's uh, only it's, not it's only mind-breaking it's heartbreaking
1: it's heartbreaking as well, but it is a yeah but it's easy I think uh, to absorb one one of Simon who you know works on the database as well mm-hmm. and he does the software he calls it sugaring the pill and, um, you know it is mm. you know, it's, it's nice nice and sugary and Pretty easy to. I mean, the other thing I'll say, you know, on a personal level, is that when I write something, mm. if I'm satisfied with it, I never want to read it again. That's just the way I am. Mm. You know, I just don't. You know, I've done that. But with the video, you know, I, I I don't mind watching it again because, again, it's not fun, but it's 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 kind of hypnotizing in a way I suppose but it also I think you know I've watched other people and yourself look at it and it seems to be getting something across that would not otherwise have got across and for that I'm very excited
0: Mm. yes uh, I think so too it's um, it's not, not easy to consume that's really the wrong expression but it's it makes drama. Of, of, I, I think I have written in my comment that you have made a drama uh, out of a kind of dry content. Exactly. And it's frightening in the same.
1: And I, I think that it. in the bigger context, we're hoping that um, you know, this kind of approach, obviously we can apply it to any category in the database You know whether it's uh, sea ice, or uh, whether it's um, you know what governments are doing, or you know whether it's the the effects of um, you know Trump's policies. We can we can we're we're talking about doing a video about that. Uh, The the next video is Mm -hmm. that we're about halfway through. Is the second part of the mind breaking series? There's going to be three parts. Mm-hmm. The second part, the first part was the physical aspects. The second part is the mental aspects, um, the mental factors. And, you know, that, that then divides down into emotions and feelings. And in, under emotion and feelings, we have a, a section on anxiety and stress and another section on grief and loss. I mean, these are more familiar things that I think all of us are, you know, beginning to become increasingly exposed to. Hmm. Um, And then there's, an in that video, there's another section uh, called Illness and Disorders. Um, So you've got emotions and feelings, which everybody has. Illness and disorders are, you know, Thankfully, not everybody is ill and not everybody has, you know, some kind mm. of psychological disorder. But, um, and so, you know, we have an evolving epidemic of trauma and depression. And there's a section also on suicide and violence. And so that, that that's what's coming out. And that's going to be not much fun to look at either. Mm-hmm. But then again, as a content analyst, you keep coming; the material keeps pushing surprises up at you if it's going well. And so I decided that you know there was a, there's a part three, and that's called the response. So we've got the physical factor, factors, we've got the mental factors, and then what the hell are we doing about it? What's going? what, what is being done about it? And so that you know the material. It's not me putting it on the material. Divided into two kinds of responses, which are therapies and medicine, and then government and regulation, what they're doing. The therapies, and you know, this is, I'm in the process of analyzing this now, and yes, fairly well expected is that, you know. Under a heading called Preparedness and planning um, we 're totally unprepared, woefully unprepared. That was expected you know mm-hmm. this is all new to psychologists and you know professionals, and so you know they're they 're scrambling because it's it's only as I said before it 's a new category and it 's new to all of us, and mm-hmm. so we 're not prepared on the other hand there's a category. Called adaptation action, you know the, you know that that's what people are doing for themselves already, and that's very exciting. And you know, I, I'm, I, I. It, it basically the, the the finding is in the, the shortest possible way is that what people are doing is they're creating communities. Mm -hmm. Not communities in the sort of old-fashioned way of, you know, you've got a little village and you're trying to have an intentional community, but communities of people all over the world coming together with this knowledge and helping each other. And, you know, that I haven't written it yet, uh, but I'm very excited that out of this, something really, dare I say, positive is happening and so that'll be in the next video. It will not all be doom and gloom, uh, mm. because mm. people are already doing things. And uh, you know that's quite government and regulation. I'm afraid you know there's not much going on there, <laughs> but that's to be expected. Um, but this, this, the, yes. what people are doing themselves, I think, is really exciting. And so I can't wait to get to that.
0: Yes, that's really. Really exciting, and I'm looking forward uh, seeing your your comments on all this uh, analysis. I I think we we should mention where how uh, the the listeners are going to to get to this uh, last video we're talking about, and um, the easiest way is to look at uh, the show notes of this episode. You fi- you'll find the show notes at faster than expected, mm-hmm. one word dot one slash fte three nine faster than expected, dot one slash fte three nine and there I'll have the the url of the video and uh, YouTube and the the database in the internet and, and so on and. Thank you very much to you, Jan, that you have given us. Very
1: welcome. And there
0: will be many more inside.
1: there will be many more of these videos coming out because I think the output of the database in video form is um, really a kind of we're almost in the world of a a new medium here, you know, Mm -hmm. output from database video medium, and we also have our own um, our own. Channel uh, through which it's going to be put out called Planet Three. So that that's all I've got to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forward to doing more.
0: We may um, talk about the, the the background of the next videos again. Okay. I'm um, looking forward to to our next uh, episode. Okay.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Faster than expected. Faster than expected. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. If you like my podcast, please share it on social media. You'll find a link to subscribe and more information in the show notes at Faster Than One. Take care.